Amen. How's everybody feeling this morning? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, you know what? Uh, Jason Gerard, give a shout out to him. He brought a blowtorch this morning and heated up this water and uh, did a really good job. So it actually is warm. So if you're still thinking about getting baptized today, it's not too late. All right. The water is warm. But thank you, Jason, for doing that. Um, I feel like Mad Max in here. Just. All right. So with a show of hands, we'll raise the lights up just a little bit so I can see some faces because otherwise I just see Dustin. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. Show of hands, how many of you have a hard time listening when someone talks to you? Okay, y'all are, y'all are good this morning. How many of you have a hard time listening when people talk to you? How many of you don't want to admit that? Mm, yeah. Uh, there's a thing called active listening. It's like, no, I heard you, but did you really hear me? You know what I mean? I'm like, I saw your mouth moving, and I, I know you said some words, but I was not thinking about anything you were talking about. Uh, the gift of ADD uh, helps you um, in this area. It's a blessing. It's not a curse. It's a blessing, not a curse. No, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to... Uh, to, to pay attention, and not because I'm, I'm not trying to pay attention, it's just because my brain's weird, and uh, sometimes I have to fight extra hard when someone's talking to me, especially if it's something that's really important, I have to like eliminate distractions, almost sit on my hands, uh, because if not, I'll be like, where'd that hangnail come from, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, what was, I bet your grandmother did what now, you know? So I, it can be difficult sometimes, <laughs> LaDonna knows. That's why, what? that's why you tell Brittany everything, that's exactly right. <laughs> Okay, it'll be one of those mornings, I see. <laughs> Who else wants to go in the water real quick? A couple seconds or minutes. Hey, uh, there's something I wanted to address this morning, nothing, nothing bad. It's just, you know, I was thinking last week, we do, we do things sometimes in service, and we just don't really sometimes talk about why we do them. And I thought maybe this would be a good Sunday to do that. Uh, we've been talking about things like forgiveness and the words that we say, and all those things are important, they're foundational. But one of the things that's also foundational is really just know, knowing uh, when to shut up and listen. Amen. <clears throat> we have a, a guideline in our small groups that silence is important. And sometimes you don't have to jump right in when someone answers and think you have to feel the awkward silence because you're not comfortable just being still and being quiet. Sometimes it's good. It's really hard to hear, though, when you're making a bunch of noise, physically or mentally, and you're just like going and going and going. And, and you know, it's funny. When I talk to someone, I know this look because I feel like I've mastered this look unintentionally. But when you're talking to someone and they're like this, <laughs> and their eyes get real, like the black just gets really big, you know, and you're like, they're not here anymore. Like, they are gone. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're like, and then you're like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds good. Uh, what do you want for lunch? You know, it's like they have no idea what I just said. I know that look well, so uh, don't judge me if you see if you're talking to me. If I'm if my eyes get big, I'm not moving. There's something wrong. Slap me and get me back into reality, okay? How many times though, as Christians, do we do we go through our day as Christians, as followers of Jesus, and we have that same kind of stare spiritually? We're just like. 
you know, I know the Lord just said something, but I'm not sure what it was. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go to work, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, you know. And so we have this stare that we, we kind of put off because, like, we want to be connected to God, but we're so busy and distracted with so many things in life that we end up mastering this spiritual blank stare towards God and the Holy Spirit. So when he tries to talk, it's like, I, I don't know what he's saying. A lot of times in service, uh, you'll hear us say, I, I feel like the Lord's saying this, or I believe the Lord wants to do this or that. Um, and, and we kind of break away from our, our mold of how we normally do a service. And I like change. And I haven't done this in a long time. We talked about this, I don't know, the other day. But I used to, like, rearrange the chairs in here just to freak you all out. And, and so you're not getting used to the same seat, the same place every time. It's like, you know, really jack with some people. I grew up in a church where if I go there to this day, I can tell you without opening my eyes who's sitting there, who's sitting here, who's sitting back there. And they all kind of look the same. They're just getting more shriveled. And, and, and the seats are getting more shriveled. Too much? Too much. I preached in this church one time, and I said, listen, you know what? You guys look exactly the same. It's like a time capsule. And if you don't change what you're doing now, just physically how you sit and how you approach worship and how you approach ministry in this church, this church will not be open in 10 years. And guess what, guys? There's like 12 people there today. And I, I make that lighthearted joke because the reality is we get older and older and older and we stay comfortable and we stay in our same seat, in the same position, our same disposition towards life, and nothing changes. Yet we're saying, Lord, do something. And he's like, I've been talking to you for 55 years and you have sat in the same pew for 55 years and have done nothing with what I've asked you to do. All right, so... I'm going to move on. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Any Jews in the house? All right. Um, some are Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. I'll stop there for a second. When the Holy Spirit talks, we listen. We have this thing. Um, and again, if you're fairly new to the church or you're brand new today and you saw me playing drums, I look like I'm angry at the world. I'm really not. It's just, it won't leave, this little thing right here. I try to flatten it out, you know, but it just, it comes back. It's my concentration. And I'm really staring holes into Lauren and Jonathan because they're giving me signals of what to do with the song, right? And we have this plan we work out on Thursday nights, but sometimes we get up here and Holy Spirit starts doing something different. And I'm watching them to see if they're like, let's keep going, or no, let, let's just rock out. Oh, no, no, oh, bring it down. Bring it down, you know. <laughs> But they're listening to the Spirit, and they're trying to hear what God's wanting to do in this particular service, at this particular song, in this moment in the body. You know, one of the things is about being a leader is that your, your job is to model for the people you're leading. And if we're not listening to the Holy Spirit up here, how in the world can we tell you to do that? How in the world can we tell you to go out there and, and, and wait for the Holy Spirit to speak to you and do what he's asking you to do if we're not doing it here? So some of you kind of get freaked out sometimes, and I get it, especially if you're an introvert, and we're like, hey, I want you to stand up and find somebody you don't know and pray for them. Oh, my God. <laughs> it took everything I had just to walk in the door this morning, you know? I get it. I get it's awkward sometimes, but that's not just because we want to make you feel awkward. It's because we feel like the Lord wants to minister in the body, and he wants to use you to do that. Too often, we put pastors and stuff on this pedestal. It's like, we're the untouchable, you know, oh. But really what happens is we start saying that I can't do the things that you're asking me to do because I'm not at your level of holiness. And we're trying to break that here. Okay? 
Now, obviously, there's a special place for the pastors and apostles and teachers and preachers, all those different things. We get that. There's gifts. We get it. But we're not any more high up on this spiritual hierarchy just because the title we have. Now, there is some more accountability that we're going to have, no doubt about it. But that doesn't excuse you from not being who God's called you to be, to be a, a person of prayer and, and to evangelize. Well, where, where's the evangelist? When are we having the revival services? Are we dead? Clear. I mean, really, what happens is the church culture in America has been trained to have these revival services, like three days of some guy coming in preaching from Ozark, Missouri or something like that. And like you have these guys come in, they're like, you know, hey, we're going to preach and we're going to have fire for three days. And if you're Church of Christ, there is no fire. It's just you're going to sit still and be quiet and listen for three days. Um, I grew up church. No, it don't matter. But then we get in this culture where we're like, yeah, let's just sit and listen. Oh, that was a good word, brother. That was a good word. Hey, did you bring the brownies this morning You know, or tonight? You know, we, it's just it's not real to me it's just a service and i'm like wh- why do we do that why why do we have to live in the church world like that to where we're so like structured and all this kind of stuff now listen i'm not the anti-structure guy i've been accused of hindering holy spirit because i said we need a song list all right i'm like what in the world you know but what I am saying is that sometimes we can get so caught up in uh, the, the, the process of, of checking things off that we miss God speaking. And we preach about we're all one body and we have one spirit. And we share the same spirit, but then we wait for that prophet to come to town. We wait for that pastor to say that good highlight reel that we can put on Twitter and make a little cute little picture to share for all our friends to see. And we wait for all the likes to come in while we're eating lunch at Golden Corral. We think this is it. We've made it. We've arrived. I feel good about being a Christian. And it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But you can find any, pick any church in Orange County. There's going to be a group that does that very thing. We come, we listen, we go home. But what are we doing with that? What do we do? What if we said, you know, there's people that get angry sometimes with us when we say, hey, we're not going to preach this morning. I came here for a word, brother. Okay? You ain't got to sing every song. Sit down with your word and do something with that. This is it. We're here to worship together. And you know what? The Lord may be saying, hey, gather with his people. But I got something specifically for you today because you've been a knucklehead for the last two weeks. And I want to talk to you specifically about something. The rest of the guys are going to worship and they're going to be great. But you're going to sit here with your Bible and you're going to listen to me for a second. We can't do that because we we have to wait. We have our our songs. Then we have offering. We have. No, look. We need to. Realize that the Holy Spirit is always speaking. He always has something to say to us. And if we get so caught up in the process of doing church, we miss out on actually being the church. And that's a problem. Let's go to uh, John chapter 16. John chapter 16, Lord, preach to us this morning. John chapter 16, verse 5. But now I'm going away. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to his disciples. Now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not of the one, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. Verse 8 says, And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. He says in verse 10, righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. 
There is so much more I want to tell you, but I can't bear it now. 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Let me tell you something. God's always talking. And he uses his Holy Spirit to do that. This word here in the New Living Translation says, um, the advocate won't come if I don't go. Advocate's like intercessor. It's helper. It's counselor. Um, it's it's uh, encourager. It's comforter. That, that's what the Spirit of God is, this Holy Spirit. And uh, it, it's interesting because sometimes we call it a gut feeling. You know, and I'm like, no, that's, that's Holy Spirit talking to you. Sometimes it feels like it's, you know, I, I just had this weird feeling. Sometimes it might feel weird, but you know what? God is always talking. And sometimes what we do is we push it off as no big deal. It's, it's nothing. You know what? Uh, we can't operate like that and be... Um, uh, true advocates ourselves for God's kingdom. He says that he's going to tell you whatever I give him. How many of you this morning stopped before you even got in this building and said, Holy Spirit, speak to me this morning? Jesus, I know you have something for me. Speak to me this morning. Maybe he's doing it right now. And you're like, look, I've been feeling this little tug. And uh, I've been ignoring it, so go ahead and dunk me in the water now, Pastor, you know. Maybe it's that, that sin that you've been, been managing for so long, and he's trying to tell you, hey, look, I've got so much planned for you, but this thing keeps holding you back. If you just let it go and let me take control, I got you. How many churches operate every Sunday without seeing or hearing the Spirit of God? It's amazing. God's always talking. He's always saying something. He always wants something to, to give to you, to download into you. But here's the deal. Just like any relationship, if we're not where we should be foundationally, we're going to have that blank stare like, what? I need to change something? What? what? Now, you understand. It's my spouse that's the problem. <laughs> they don't get me. They're trying to handcuff me. Holy Spirit, change them. <laughs> I mean, how many examples can I give? Listen, I, I want you to, to do something for a second. I want you to close your eyes and get really awkward for a moment. I'm going to stare at you weirdly while you close your eyes. Is weirdly even a word? I don't know. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Close your eyes for a second. I'm not going to throw anything at you. I want you just to listen for just a moment. Some of y'all are struggling right now, and that's okay. God ain't mad at you. 
Those are practices that we can do as believers in a busy world, in a chaotic world, in a loud world, where we can shut ourselves away for just a moment. Even if it's in our car, if we just say, I'm going to leave three minutes early so I can be three minutes alone in my car, shut the door, shut off the radio, and just be quiet and listen. Just listen. I don't want you walking away here just remembering some funny joke I told this morning. I want you walking away with something that you can actually apply to your life right now when you leave here. As if you're not hearing the Holy Spirit, he is talking. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. So when we have the word in us, we can do something with it to, to help bring the kingdom of God Wherever we go, it's at work or at school or wherever. Hunting for gators at a pond in Benton, Louisiana. Praise the Lord. Here's what I know, guys. If we don't get serious about practicing these spiritual disciplines, we're going to be spiritually, um, uh, I don't want to say illiterate, but we're going to be uh, just sort of blank, blanked out. Just kind of just, blah. And we're going to be saying, Lord, I don't, I don't hear you. If you're, if you're at that place right now, I want you to do something. I want you to commit this week to finding some, sometime every single day this week. Not just on Monday when you get ready to go. I'm talking about tonight, this afternoon, whenever. Every day this week, I want you to take some time just to stop for one, two, three, four, five minutes if you can. And just listen. Just listen. Jesus made a promise that the Spirit of God is always going to be talking. And it's things that Jesus wants you to hear. And if you're hearing something in your spirit that's like, sounds weird, and it contradicts the Word of God, then it's not Holy Spirit. It's something else. It could be just you and your flesh. It could be the devil and his little minions. But, but listen, everything, he says here that, that he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. If it don't glorify Jesus, it ain't from Jesus. But he's speaking to you right now. Some of you came from backgrounds where like the, when you hear that phrase, the Lord's speaking to you, it's like, uh, uh. he's already spoke, brother, right here. I ain't saying nothing about adding or taking away from the word of God. I'm saying his Holy Spirit is what comes. The, the word says he's an advocate. He's a counselor. Well, they speak. They speak. In, in the non-biblical text, that same Greek word is used almost as like an attorney, how it, how it translates out someone who is speaking on your behalf. God's Spirit is always talking to you, and I want to challenge you to get out of whatever rut you might be in or whatever kind of blank stare like, eh. Wake up and realize that the Lord has something for you right now. Right now. He has, maybe it's a phrase or, or, or a set of things that he's been trying to deal with you on because you've been just resisting the change. And you have every elegant excuse as to why you don't want to change or why you shouldn't change. And it's somebody else that should. That don't line up with God's word. Use wrong. Right, Dustin? He knows. So your challenge this week is this. We're all in this together, right? And we should all be listening to the Holy Spirit. When you see us do things and you hear these phrases on the stage, like, hey, the, the Lord is talking to someone with, with back pain. 
Well, that's the Holy Spirit talking to somebody saying, hey, I think the Lord wants to heal somebody with some back pain this morning. Don't be freaked out by it. Just start praying, Lord, if this is what your will is today, then let's go. Let's heal every back. Uh, what what was the uh, what did you say today, Valerie? What was the word you had that somebody was feeling what? Yeah. Now, how many of us have ever been in that place where we're scared of disappointing somebody? Some people it, it, it paralyzes their entire life. That's that's a download from the Holy Spirit saying that somebody's dealing with that this morning. We need to be listening, church, because He's always talking. He's always wanting to do something. So your challenge this week is find some time, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, even if it's 30 seconds, just to be still and not do anything and just listen. Slow down and listen, because if you don't, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss those little opportunities, those little cool moments with God's spirit throughout the day where he's like, hey, I want to use you right now, right now at the baseball field. I'm going to use you right now. See that guy over there? He's hurting. Just go over there and pat him on the back and say, hey, look, you know what? God loves you. It's life-changing stuff for people. And it comes from obedience from his kids, listening and doing. And all of that is giving glory back to Jesus. We do his will. We're in his ways. We're in his word. Everything just goes the way it should. It really does. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes you feel like, mm, that's all right. God ain't mad about your awkwardness. Some of y'all got shaky knees anyway when you walk, you know. Make, make you nervous. It's even worse, you know. You, the Lord said, that's all right. That's all right. There's grace for that. God loves you. He wants to use you. He's talking to you. And church, I want you to be empowered today. Don't walk away today without knowing that you have the ability to be used by God because he's talking directly to you. So your challenge this week, three minutes, two minutes, whatever it is, whatever you can do at first, let that grow as you practice the spiritual discipline of being still, being quiet, and listening. Listening. Will you stand this morning? I'm going to pray over you. Holy Spirit, just move in this place this morning, Father. Lord, I come to you this morning. I thank you, God, for who you are. God, I thank you for Haley and her commitment to serve you with her life and show the world that she is committed to you, God. Lord, I'm thankful for your word and that we, we can come to know that we are part of one body with one spirit. And it's a, a beautiful Holy Spirit that's always speaking to us. And I'm thankful that Jesus is always doing something and working for his kids, for, for your kids, Father. Lord, I pray that this morning that we walk away here committing to spending some intimate, intimate time with you. Just for a short time, Lord. And as we do that, we commit to that every day this week, Lord God. I pray it grows and grows and grows until we can be like what Paul says, that we're praying without ceasing, that we're talking to you, we're listening to you, we're doing what you ask of us, that we're in your word, we're doing your ways, God. And Lord, I thank you for every single household representing this place today. God, they're a household that is committed to you. For the ones who are here without spouses, Lord, I pray you begin to move in their hearts and change their minds and their, their, their viewpoint of who you are, God. I thank you for the kids in the back that are, are, are desperate for love and affection. God, I pray you just wrap your arms around them with them know that no matter what happens here on earth, God, you always are there for them. 
I thank you for the ones who are leading ministries and starting ministries, Lord. Equip them, train them. Have your way in those ministries, Father. It's not about us, God, it's about you. God, thank you for calling us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for Jesus. I pray this in his name today.